Welcome back to Queens of the Tech Age. I am your co-host, Kat Baker, and joining me as ever is Amara Ahmed. Uh, Amara, how are you doing tonight? I have the worst cold in the world, so I'm going to apologise from, the, from the, the, the start. If I sound sniffly, if I don't sound like my normal self, it's because I'm nursing a cold. As, as, so. as, as your friend, I feel like I should be like, no, 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 you sound fine, but... I hope you're okay. You do not sound good. I mean, the question I'm going to ask, because I was recently afflicted, is it COVID? No, it is not. It is running out um, on a rainy day to jump in the car with wet hair when you've just showered. So, mm. definitely yeah. not COVID. Don't do that. I mean, as I just alluded to, I am just getting over my own bout of COVID. Um, which sucked. It was weird spending 10 days inside, but it was the three or five? The, the number of days I spent in bed were not fun. That was, uh, it's not the sickest I've ever been, but it was uh, not nice. And I have no How idea where I'm coming now? from. Uh, I've, actually, I feel like, I pretty, I feel like, apart from I've hurt my back, because of course it never, it's never easy. But apart from that, bounce back. My sense of tasting will come back. Um, do have a bit of exhaustion. I am finding every every so often I just get way tired, and I've found out if I don't set an alarm, I don't get up early. I just sleep way later than I ever would have done before COVID. So, still got some lingering effects, even though I feel mostly over it. But yeah, that that it was uh, a while. that was a road uh, that was a fork in the road I wasn't quite expecting. I mean, up till this point, I had. As far as I'm I was aware, I escaped it. You, you did really well. Like, I was one of the unfortunate so I don't know whether I was unfortunate or whether it was a good thing. I was one of the first people to, to get COVID. Mm. This is, like, early March 2020. Mm. So now when people tell me, like, oh, they're going through COVID, I feel like I have, have something I can, like, connect with people with. Where I'm like, I know. I, I, I've been there. Yeah, it was a weird but, one. Because when I did the test, <clears throat> I didn't think I had it. Because I had, like, God, two or three colds. Uh, yeah, this year already, and and you know I did the LFTs and I went out and did PCRs, all negative. Uh, so you know and I've been doing LFTs. So I just assumed I woke up in the morning and was like cough. Okay, fine, check. It's going to come back negative. And it, and the fact that to the point where I kind of thought maybe my LFT test that I keep getting sent are all broken, but it just it was positive. I was like oh, well poop. Yeah. So then, obviously, got the PCR test, gave it negative, positive, and by that point, I sort of gone downhill and was feeling properly dreadful. Um, but yeah, it was fine. I mean, the biggest complaint is, God, I wish the NHS would stop phoning you. <laughs> like the, the most annoying part of being like in like that ten days isolation is the fact they don't stop phoning to check you're isolating. Right. The thing is, right, and I say this to people a lot. As much as it's annoying, I would have loved it. If they were ring so in March, they, because obviously the, our healthcare system was inundated, it couldn't cope. Hmm. If you had COVID, they, no, they, no one had time for you, and that's not because no one cared. It's just they didn't have time. So, having gone through it on on the other side of the, the extreme, where you know just trying to get hold of a doctor or a nurse or just someone to speak to because you are panicking at the time because it was very new and you didn't know what was going on. I, I now, when I hear people saying, like, oh, you know, they ring me once a day, like, I would have loved it if they'd ring me once a day. Because there were times when I literally was just like, I can't breathe, and I can't get hold of a doctor. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't one today, it was every other day. Yeah. It, it just got a bit old. Thing. Yeah, guys, I'm doing fine. I'm in bed. Yeah. Or at least by the, point, by the end of the 10 days, I was back working. It's fine. I can work at home. I mean, I'm very lucky. I can work at home. I'm an introvert, so being by myself isn't a bother. You know, my favourite things are here. Yeah, but it was you know. Yeah, I'm glad for a brief time it totally sucked, and you know it's, it's been a, it's been a minute since we chatted. But yeah, I know it's been a while. A lot has changed. Anyway, Kat, I've got some exciting news for you. Go on. My my MacBook Air, which I haven't got hold of yet because it's been deli- delivered to my 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 flat, and I'm currently at my parents' house, has arrived. I'm very excited to try out this new M1 chip That's... and become a Mac user. I've been an Android and Windows user for a long time. So uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm very very excited to to become a an Apple junkie. Well, this is good. That, it, obviously, this appeals to uh, all of my interests. So, you know, what what made you get the M? Well, what made you go for the Apple? Like, um, um, a you a you sold it a lot. <laughs> um, so hashtag if uh, hashtag if, if Apple are listening, they want to sponsor us. Cat is one of your biggest fans. Um, and B. Um, I'm at a crossroads in my life right now where I have a lot more time, mm-hmm. um, so I'm going to spend most of that time um, refining my my sort of developer skills. Mm-hmm. So I thought I should I should invest in a more powerful machine. Um, and so yeah, that's that's, good, that's what always it was the two. It's a good choice. I will, I will always say, certainly on the on our laptop, that macOS and the hardware is. Just it's just a wonderful conjunction of, of things. A Mac laptop is it's a great user experience. I mean, Finder is garbage, and let's not get in Finder. Finder is just awful. But that that hardware software vertical integration it just works so well, especially for development tasks. It's yeah. I think you're gonna. I mean, I don't have one of the M1 chips yet, or any any of the uh, the new Apple silicon chips in a, in a machine. I'm sort of waiting to treat myself, but I'm I'm excited to see how how good you think it is. I mean, obviously all the reports are out there. The battery life's amazing. You know, the, the it doesn't get hot. It's just yeah, it's going to be good. I'm I'm looking forward to yeah. you reporting back. But obviously, but getting it delivered to home and then going away for a few days rookie mistake. Should have got it delivered to where yeah, you are now. No, no. The thing is, they first told me that it was going to be delivered like in two weeks time so the timing would have been perfect you know mm. oh i'll be back then thus i should get it delivered to my flat and then they emailed me this week going oh actually we're going to deliver it way earlier than than originally planned so i had a bit of a panic thinking oh my god there's no one at my flat mm. uh luckily luckily one of my friends um decided to to flat sit for the day um, and stay in and pick up my mac <laughs> and apparently when the guy handed it to her he said this is a very expensive piece of equipment <laughs> So I was just like, okay. Um, so yeah, she messaged me going, I have your very expensive piece of equipment. <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. That's really cool. I think um, you're going to get a lot of fun with it. And you're going to learn how much to hate. You're going to learn to hate Finder. Because I've been using it for years and I despise the Finder. <laughs> Windows Explorer, but, for all of its faults, it's actually pretty good. God, I hate Anyway. I will I will report back next week. Um, so I thought we could talk about something which um, it's something that has been 
right. So I'm going to preface this with a with a bit of a backstory. Um, I think you know you hear about things like um, you know sinking or swimming, you know analogies like that, or what is it, fight or flight. Um, and these analogies always are there because obviously it's the way as human beings were kind of um, put together, right? And how we deal with situations. So you know some people are much better dealing with certain situations than others aren't. Um, but I also feel like what happens is, depending on which one you fit into, and by the way, neither is good or bad. Yeah. You know, if you if you choose to think or swim, it doesn't make you less of a person. If you choose to fight or flight, again, doesn't make you... It's just how your reflexes are or, or how your brain functions. But something interesting that's kind of been cropping up in the last few weeks is um, I get a lot of people... And it's not just last few weeks, I'll probably get it in my life as well. It's just now, it's, it's just a lot more prominent because I have a bit more time to think about this stuff. But I always get people saying, hey, you're someone who always lands on your feet, or you're someone who's um, who always ends up in good situations, or you you know, you know fight through things, etc. And recently it's been really bugging me, Kat, because, and I've done a lot of thinking about this, because I realised what people were doing and why it was annoying me. Um, because when you look at all of these analogies, it's about how we deal with extreme circumstances in our life, right? Mm. And that could be the death of someone, it could be, you know, a challenge, you know, you hear of people who are like, you know, scared of like jumping out of planes, you know, things like that. Um, it could be extreme situations, um, starting a new job, you know, moving into a new field, etc. Um, and, and, I, and I started analysing, but why was I taking something that seems like a compliment and getting really agitated by it um, and I, I came up with a my, my thinking around this which is in all of these scenarios whether it's a new job moving into a new career path trying something dangerous or something new or losing someone or losing something it's a form of trauma mm. right it's traumatic because it's the unknown which is why our body then doesn't know what to do with it. Um, and what we're basically then doing is we're labeling that trauma right if you're good at quote unquote coming out of that trauma in a fighting way in a swimming way that we're undermining your feelings in a way mm. and I think that's where for me I started finding that when people say to me hey you land on your feet um, it actually doesn't it doesn't sound like a compliment anymore um, and I think I reached out to you last week and I was like, I really want to talk about this topic because it's really, really annoying me at the moment. <laughs> no, you um, do. Um, I, I think there is... There's a... I'm trying to think of the right word. It's not inherited trauma or generational trauma. There is... There is obviously different types of trauma. And I think we talked about it before. <clears throat> you know, as a, a British Asian Muslim, me as a... Uh, you know, outwardly queer woman. There, there's a sort of community trauma that you carry with you, but there's also the sort of personal trauma that you also sort of is, is the, the ancillary to those things you know, that, that everyone has. And over time, it, it you're right. The build-up of your the calluses. Because you're constantly faced with those things, you, you do. You develop calluses, as you say. You you know that's like you're always on your feet. I mean, the corollary is always, well, what else are you gonna do? Die? But you kind of have no choice to to, to thrive despite um, 
And I, I, I think a lot of people don't see that as, or they see it as a choice, but there is no choice there. You thrive despite. But the calluses you develop as you do that, you're right. It, it, it can be a, a sore point where you just get like, I'm really bloody tired of thriving despite whatever it is. I'm, do you know what I mean? I don't, know if yeah. I'm, I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but no, you are. It's 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 actually really strange hearing <laughs> hearing what I've been thinking, but from a different, like you know, from from someone else. Because I was I, again, people might know this about me. Sometimes when I I, I struggle to verbalize um, concepts, um, and I'm a, I'm a lot more sort of um, creative in that sense. But I really struggle to then sometimes verbalize it. Um, so hearing you say it, it, it it's really hitting home because that is the essence of it, which is you're being applauded applauded for, you know, um, coming through something, but when you're going through it, it's the only option you have. Um, so you have to. Um, you don't know if you're going to come through it, but you just know that that's the only thing that you can do. Um, well, I think that, that's not the... I mean, I think it, it's one of those things that runs very... <coughs> excuse me. Sort of counterbalance... Not counterbalance, like counterbalance... What's what I'm trying to say? Media and entertainment, obviously, are the mirror that most society thinks around it, you know, helps to contextualise how we see each other and ourselves. And It's a narrative, though, that is never really shown in media because it's not a compelling story. The, the, the media narrative around trauma and, and dealing with stuff is very much the triumphal journey through something. It's the person that succeeds despite the odds, but... It's very. Di it's not interesting to the story of a person that survives in a way because they had to. Like most, most of these stories are not represented in media, and therefore people don't see it, and they react to you the way they've been trained to by the media, which is, oh, you came through a thing, well done. Aren't you a better human? And it's like, no, <laughs> it's the complete opposite. <laughs> We're all the same. Some of us get more shit than others, and you have no choice. You roll over and die, or you deal with the shit. Exactly. But we don't have and, a frame of reference, and I, I, it's a problem with our society that we don't have a good frame of reference for for helping other people acknowledge that, or, or be able to understand and empathise with it. Yeah, and I think that's why it was really interesting for me to want to talk about this, because I, I'm now decided or it's a conscious decision I'm, I'm making you know I've at the moment you know I'll have sometimes people reaching out to me going like hey how's it going how are you doing um and it feels like such a loaded question um and I don't and I don't know how to answer it and the reason for that is because for once as much as I could quote unquote you know continue my fight in, in which I've been doing in my life and I know I'll come out of it I actually want to stop and I want to stop and actually sit in the trauma for a while because the one thing you don't get to do when you're constantly fighting through things, and, and by the way, fighting is not a bad thing. It's what makes you as a person. It's what makes you when your life's, you know. Um, but it doesn't allow you to necessarily always heal. And I think it was something I was just now when I was having dinner, which is why I was running late, Kat, um, is um, something I realised that, that for eight years I've what? been fighting. You know, for eight, eight years ago, I was a teacher. I'd lost my sister, um, and for eight years, I've built this persona of myself, and I've done all, and I've achieved some amazing stuff. So don't get me wrong; like fighting does, you know, triumph brings you great results. 
but I feel like now I'm ready to heal and it's just that this is a unique situation where I'm being given the opportunity to heal I didn't choose the opportunity but I'm being given it and for once I'm sort of saying to people I just need time to process things and that's okay because as much as you know quote-unquote it's the winners and the trauma survivors and the ones who to fight through life and make it it's also okay sometimes to stop and say but you know what I, I need to heal as well and that healing isn't necessarily going to come through me constantly fighting it's going to come through me stopping well and also maybe it isn't about healing maybe it's just about being I'm fucking tired and I want to stop <laughs> exactly because <clears throat> I think it, we've spoken about it in the past um, that I think we were talking about microaggressions that people don't realise that it, it's exhausting it's a, it's a burden that people carry I think it's the same with sort of trauma it's always a burden like it's always it's it's you know like everyone who gets up in the morning that metaphorical rucksack you put your baggage in some people it's heavier and, and some people dealing with that is it's always a chore and it's exhausting and sometimes it's fine to go i'm just fucking tired i'm gonna stop and then you know reevaluate. So I think it's. I think it's. I'm going to return to the thing I said that I think it's helping other people have a frame of reference to interact with it. Because as you were saying, you were getting annoyed with the way people are approaching you. But that approach, that that the way they're framing it and the way they're framing you, it's based on their experiences, or at least it's based on their, the way they've been taught. In fact, comes taught, shown, whatever, how to deal with that type of event happening in someone else's life. And I don't have a good answer for how. Hey, how do we combat the media? The most pervasive thing that shapes our society. But there is a a problem there. And I, you know, if you talk, you know, internally to marginalised communities, there's always that sort of like, well, we're not represented. It doesn't. This, that, that doesn't represent us. Sort of. I admit, maybe part of that is you can't frame those stories, that, that trauma, as anything but just stuff people survive, or perhaps just like, yeah, like we breathe air and we have this trauma. And so how do you contextualise that when people, do, I, I have no idea. No, no, honestly, you are, and I guess for me it's always, whenever we talk about these, I want people to take something away from it. What I would love for people, anyone who kind of resonates with this, is to take away from the fact that it is okay to stop. It is okay sometimes to be like, I am tired of constantly uh, moving on or having a fight or battling or dealing with something. And it's not, and I, I'm not here to say, you know, feel sorry for yourself. But if you do want to feel sorry for yourself, hell, go for it. Um, I've been binging on Vampire di Diaries the last few days. And it's okay. And it's the first time in my life where, you know, when people are reaching out to me and saying, how are you doing? Um, I'm being, I'm just saying, hey, I hope you don't mind, but I just need some, a bit of time to process things. Um, and I think people are, are just not mm -hmm. used to also, you know, getting that reaction. Normally when someone says, how are you doing? The automatic reaction from what they're expecting is, I'm doing fine, thank you. Because it's a polite way of interacting. Um, and so it's also sometimes maybe, maybe you know, getting people to think about things differently by also being a bit more honest with your with, with our you know our feelings and saying right now we're processing things and that right now there's too much change going on and 
um, and and you know I just need some time time out and and that's okay. So if anyone is ever feeling exhausted or feeling like you know they're constantly battling and you just want to stop sometimes, it's okay because that fight is never going to stop. But what you're doing is you're giving yourself the time to recharge mm. and re um, you know connect with your emotions and and also give yourself that TLC that no one else will give you if you don't stop um, and you have to k- kind of take take charge mm. of that um, I realize this is this has become a much more emotional episode than than had had started off with, but mm-hmm. I also feel like you know uh, we want to do a we want to be open and we want to be raw with everyone um, because yes we're fighters and we go out and and we have like you know our our own individual careers and we're, we're going to make things ours. But I, I have to, I know, I have to take, I, I have to take on Bridget that used the word be real with people, not the 90s. <laughs> was that a thing in the 90s? <laughs> I don't know, I said it when I, when I was like, it was definitely a thing in I the past. I don't know, I've never, I've... Thing? I feel, I feel far too uncool to say, look guys, I'm going to be real with each other. <laughs> okay, I take that back then. I had no idea that that was even a term. Um, but yeah, I, you know. It might be. I don't know. I could have literally just invented pop culture that I wasn't a part of. Like classic outsider syndrome. Feel even worse about I yourself by inventing things to be an outsider. I don't think I've ever been a part of any sort of pop culture. I was never that cool kid, you know. I I I, I kind of always had like my own thing going on, so I wasn't cool. I wasn't actually. I wasn't anything, you know. If you if you look at like those classic high school groups, probably didn't fit into anything. <laughs> It will come as no shock that I was a goth. <laughs> I was a gothy rock chick. I like, you know, it's just like jumping up and down in ginger clubs. I think I was like, the, yeah, I'd have been hidden away uh, in a library corner somewhere, which I guess technically makes me a geek. Um, but I also don't mm-hmm. know if I was a full geek, so let's see. But this is this is yeah. a, a quick episode because we wanted to just kind of like talk about this, talk about trauma, talk about dealing with trauma, and. And and also just say right yeah. now, <clears throat> taking. And I think if anyone's got examples that they were, uh, are willing to share, or at least can frame things in a better way than I can, like please reach out to us on Twitter. I would love to find a better way of talking about this. Yeah, big. Which isn't me clumsily groping towards an idea, because I'm sure there are much smarter people out there who have. So yeah. <laughs> And through sharing no. and, and learning, you find ways yeah. Sure. to do with these things. I'm excited about next week, Cat, because I get my my Mac. You'll so be hearing all about that. Um, oh yeah, you can you can. Uh, rep- <coughs> well, I get there. You go there. You go, everyone. Like next week, it is the Amara's unboxing episode of her first. Her oh first my God, week it's either going to be really fun, or it's going to be really disastrous. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. We're going to commit to being a lot more. Well, you see, that this is why you have to create a diary. You're going to have to do the unboxing to the, like day five. And like, oh, okay, you know what? I'll do the like, unboxing oh. on our Instagram. <laughs> there you go, Instagram. Everyone who wants to see a Mark unbox the new hotness should go check out our Instagram. Talking Instagram. to Instagram cat. Where can people find you if if they're looking to connect with you online? Uh, people can find me at Caitlin underscore F underscore Baker on the Twitters. Um, Obviously, you can find us at Queen's OTT8, also on Twitter, we do reply. Uh, <clears throat> you know, most of the time. Sometimes do a few do slip to the crack, and we're very sorry for that. 
Amara, where can people find you on, on the, so on the Twitterati, I am Amara underscore B underscore T underscore S. On Instagram, I'm... Uh, what am I on Instagram? It's Amara A underscore Queens OTTA. You can also find our Instagram page, Queens OTTA. Um, go check us out. Please subscribe to our podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple. We're on all of the main main streaming services. And it'd be great to, to kind of bring you guys on our on our, on our journey. Cool. Kat, it's thanks very much. Have a say, great week. It's been a pleasure. Take Bye. care, all.